What's going on, friends? It's Jake Brown. Welcome to the Jake Brown Podcast. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing a little tired. Do you have those days where it just feels like you're spinning your wheels? Uh, that That is today for me. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels for whatever reason. Well, I know what the reason is. I've changed a routine. I'm trying to create a new routine. All right. Have, has anyone out there ever done this? Because, you know, I've talked about now, you know, a, a few different occasions how I've, uh, I've cut caffeine out and, you know, reduced my sugar and essentially stopped smoking, smoking weed, oddly enough. I mean, I meant to just taper it back. But then now here we are a couple weeks past Thanksgiving. I still haven't smoked weed. Haven't even touched it. No edibles, no nothing. I mean, I'll go back to it at some point, but I have no desire to right now. But from a caffeine standpoint, whew, that was a tough one to go cold turkey from. And I feel like I've been looking for something to replace that. And, you know, I have like a little bit of decaf, you know, maybe two times, three times a week. You know, very weak, watered-down decaf coffee. Uh, and I get, like, you know, there's still a little tiny bit of caffeine in there, but it's not like the fucking jet fuel that I was having before, you know. Um, I miss the routine. You know, I enjoyed making my coffee and sitting in the kitchen, and, you know, I'd make my breakfast and listen to podcasts, and it was just nice and mellow, and it was just some me time. And, you know, and I kind of missed that, that routine. So I was listening to Joe Rogan, his podcast, and I, you know, I don't care what your opinion of Joe Rogan is. I understand he's very controversial and it seems like people either love him or they hate him. There's no middle ground. Well, I like him. He has interesting guests on. And the ones I don't find interesting, I don't listen to those episodes. But one thing that he said, uh, and I've heard him say this quite a few times now over the years, is when he gets up every single morning, he does 100 bodyweight squats and 100 push-ups seven days a week. That's how he starts his day. And I was like, hmm, I mean, it's better than what I'm doing now, which is just getting up and having my, my green drink and then getting ready, going to work. Like, I feel like I kind of, since I lost my little routine, I almost just feel a little lost. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try this. I'm just going to do 100 squats and 100 push-ups as soon as I get out of bed. Now, I'm not doing 100 straight squats and 100 straight push-ups, so I break it up into, I do 20 squats, 20 push-ups, 20 squats, 20 push-ups. I do that five times. And sometimes I mix it up. 
So this is now day five that I've been doing this. And I mean, I know I'm going to sound maybe a little crazy. I'm actually starting to look forward to doing it. Like I get up in the morning or I wake up in the morning. And when I know it's time to get up, I'm like, <laughs> I got to get my little workout in. My, my little, a little pre-day workout in. And it just gives me like a little boost almost. It's like I feel great. And one thing that, you know, most of you probably don't know, six years ago, uh, I blew my hip out. Blew it right out. I didn't have to get it replaced. I will have to get it replaced. Um, but I did have to have surgery. And it was pretty fucked up in there. And the only reason they didn't do a replacement is because I was too young. I'm too young. If they do a replacement, they would just have to go back in and then replace the replacement. So they really, 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 really try to only do replacements when they know that you're essentially going to die before the replacement needs to be replaced. Uh, so that was kind of the boat I was in. So they fixed what they could. And, uh, and then I was just kind of, you know, left to live with the results. And, you know, it's never the same, you know, anytime you have surgery on, on a, on any body part, you know, it's never going to be exactly the same. And I've definitely had my ups and I've had my downs. And even, you know, six years later, I can honestly say that it feels the best that it's ever felt. But there are still some days where I'm just like, man, this fucking hip, <laughs> this fucking hip hurts today, you know, or like I'll sleep wrong and it'll just feel weird. I just, I always have this in like in the back of my mind kind of this weird feeling of instability in that in that right hip. And it will probably always be there, you know. It'll probably always be there and that's okay. It's the it it's the cost of doing business when you choose to lead an active lifestyle, I feel like, you know, when you when you choose to push your boundaries, um when you choose to play sports, and not just stop playing sports because you graduate high school or college. Like, I want to keep competing and I want to keep doing shit. So with that comes the risk of injury. And I'm okay with that. You know, like by no means the the surgery and the recovery and, you know, the the setbacks I've had since then. Like, none of that shit's been fun. But I wouldn't trade it. Because I've got to have a fucking kick-ass life doing fun shit this whole time. So this was just a cost of doing business. And I'm okay with that. So kind of fast forward to doing this. You know, overall, my mornings, I'm not in too much pain. You know, I've, I've dislocated one ankle and broke the other ankle. So, you know, my first probably 10 to 15 steps most mornings between my ankles and my hips, they, they look a little silly. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I look like I'm 47 going on 147, you know, and then kind of once the, you know, once the oil gets flowing through the motor, you know, things start to loosen up a little bit and I, I start moving a, a little bit better. 
And, uh, you know, by the time I'm ready to, you know, head out the door, I feel like my body's kind of loosened up enough that I can at least walk normal and not look like, you know, I'm a thousand years old. So when I decided to start doing these push-ups and squats, I'm thinking, well, really, it's only all positive. Like, there's not really, an, I, I didn't see a negative to doing any of this, you know? I mean, what's the worst case scenario here? Um, yeah, nothing. That's the answer. Nothing. There was no worst case scenario that I saw. What's the best case scenario? I get a little stronger. Yeah. Uh, it helps my mobility. And that's really what I, I feel like I've noticed is that typically when I get up in the morning, like, you know, I, I am real stiff. I, I do kind of ache a little bit. I don't move as well. But I found now that I've started doing all these squats in the morning that my hips are just overall looser even when I get out of bed and start my day, you know? Like the first time that I did this, <laughs> I would say that probably the first 50 of the hunter's squats, they were a little iffy, you know? It took, it took a little bit for the old hips to loosen up, okay? And shit, the ones I did now, from the first one to the last one, I'm deep, baby. I squat deep. I squat real deep. And I feel good. It's weird. And even like with my push-ups, like I've already noticed a little gain in my strength just from push-ups. What the fuck? Fucking push-ups? I mean, talk about an exercise that we completely take for granted. Being able to squat and being able to do push-ups. And I feel like I'm a pretty strong guy. Like, I work out, you know, like I work out multiple times a week. Sometimes multiple times a day. Usually multiple times a day I'm working out. And even doing these sets of 20, you know, I could do probably the first three rounds unbroken for my sets of 20 and then I was having a break and I could you know I was really feeling the burn in my chest and you know my fucking shoulders were on fire my triceps were on fire my chest was on fire and I was like what am I doing like why am I doing this and now shit the last three days I've done these and I started this on Friday the la now the last three days I've done them piece of cake I'm burning through them burning through them I do my 20 squats. I immediately drop down 20 push-ups, immediately back to my feet, 20 squats. And I just go, 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 go. I don't take no breaks. And I'm done in probably fucking five minutes. Holy shit, do I feel good, though. It's almost like I get like a little rush of endorphins, you know? And I guess is it has definitely replaced that feeling that they probably the caffeine was giving me and I can still have my, you know, my little decaf cup of coffee or I bring my little mug into work. If I'm going into the office, like I can still do that. 
but I feel like I found something better to replace that routine with. And it was something literally right under my nose this entire time, you know? So try it. I don't know. If anything, you're going to build a little bit of muscle. You're going to get your heart rate up in the morning. You're going to feel better. Your strength is going to increase. I don't see any negatives to this. I mean, I, I there's a lot of there's a, probably a lot of great ways to start your day, okay? But I feel like there's not a lot of real beneficial ways to start your day. And something as simple as some squats and some push-ups for me, I have noticed has been a great positive. A great positive for me. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm kind of like a little extreme with everything that I do, you know, like I don't just half-ass shit. So I'm, I'm usually either I'm all in or, or I'm not like with my activities, you know, my hobbies that I choose to do. So with this, when I decided that I was going to do it, I decided I was going to fucking do it. So I want to do this every day for a year. That's my goal. I've, I've told myself I'm going to do this every day for a year. So feel free to, to help keep me honest about it at Jake Brown Pod on Twitter or on Instagram. DMs are always open. Feel free to drop me a line. Hey, do your squats, bro. Get your push-ups in, bro. And I'll be honest, if I haven't gotten to them yet, I will tell you. Now, my goal is to always do them in the morning, but sometimes shit happens. So I am getting them in every day, though. Every day. That's my goal. Every day. Preferably as soon as I get up in the morning, but I'm getting them in every day. So I would issue a challenge to all of you out there. Do it. Come on, do it with me. Do it with me. It can only help make your life a little bit better. And that is not a bad thing. Oh, man. I got a nice cold seltzer. It's a lemon one. I really love the Safeway brand. The Safeway brand seltzers. I mean, I love all of them. The Bubbly's good. LaCroix is good. Whichever one is like having the best sale is the one that I get. So I end up just rotating through, you know, a bunch of different brands all the time. It's just constant variety of fucking seltzer water. And I love it. <clears throat> I can't get enough. All right. That's enough about push-ups and squats. Uh, I, you know, just try it. Report back. Try it. Report back. Um, moving on. I want to give you all a pizza update. Okay. Like I said, I'm responsible for Christmas dinner. Going to the the girlfriend's family's house. Now, for the past two Thanksgivings and it's now been very well documented, I have fucked up dessert and I have fucked up a side dish. Okay? Third time's a charm. I'm not fucking up this pizza. I'm taking this ridiculously serious. 
Now, I've made pizzas for decades. I'm a pizza slut. I love pizza. All kinds of pizza. Well, not all kinds of pizza. I don't like deep dish. Like that Chicago-style pizza, that's just like the cheese to dough ratio. Oh, I can't. It makes my stomach queasy and makes my heart thump harder. (laughs) Like, I mean, is there a way to visually increase your cholesterol? Because every time I watch videos of the Chicago-style deep dish pizzas that are like 90% cheese, it, it makes my heart thump. And not in a good way. Not at all in a good way. Like, I feel nervous for people who eat that on a regular basis. Or even once a year. That is so much fucking cheese. I mean, you have got to be constipated as a motherfucker. You're not shitting for a week after you eat one of those. At least a week. Oh, my God. I mean, unless you're lactose intolerant, then you're shitting everywhere. I can't do it. I like thinner crust, hand-tossed, homemade dough, okay? Now, I will, I have to be honest, I will always have a soft spot for the thin crust from Domino's. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if, I don't know, my theory is that Domino's is sprinkling just like a little bit of cocaine in there on the pizza crust, you know, and then they put all the toppings on, the sauce and the cheese and whatever toppings. But I think there's like just a small layer of cocaine in there because it is addictive. That shit is addicting. It is so good. I mean, it's just fast food, you know. I mean, it's probably just filled with sugar, which dough has a little sugar in, but oh. There's something, the way that they, the way it has like that buttery garlic and it's just the thin and the crispy. And I love the way they cut it. They just, it's like, okay, picture cuts going, I get it's a circle. So they'll do like, you know, eight cuts going north and then north south and then eight cuts going east west. And you're just left with all these like little tiny squares. I don't know what it is about that, but I just fucking love it. I feel like I'm just eating like a bag of pizza chips, <laughs> except they're hot and they're greasy and they taste like buttery garlic. And then, you know, it's got my pepperoni and my pineapple on it. Oh, God. I haven't had one of those forever. Haven't had one forever. But anyway, those are the kinds of pizzas that I like. Not the big, heavy, thick crust, way too much cheese, plugging you up for days. That's, uh-uh. I don't do bricks. Nope. I'll pass on that. So I'm taking this pizza dinner, this Christmas pizza dinner, I'm taking it serious, all right? So I've been going over my my uh, my pizza crust recipe. So I've made a couple demos, like the last couple mornings now. I've gotten up early. I've made dough like the night before, okay? And then I've gotten up early the following morning and I've been making pizza (laughs) because I'm demoing because I want to make sure that this shit is legit. I'm not serving no fucking bullshit for Christmas. 
I'm not fucking striking out a third time. I'm not. I fucking refuse to let that happen. Thank you. I'm not. I'm not letting it happen. I'm not letting. I'm not letting these good people down again. I let them down with the pie last year, and fucking Costco bailed me out. All right. I let them down again this year with. The fucking cheesy potatoes, but luckily there was enough other food that it overshadowed my failure. Well, not not this time. I'm putting myself front and center with these pizzas. Front and center. So the requests have been put in. There will be a pepperoni. There will be a Hawaiian style ham and pineapple. There will be a mushroom and pepper and some other shit. I don't know. My point is people have made their requests. This is happening. And I knew I needed to practice. So yesterday's pizza, I get up early I make the pizza, and right away, I could just tell, man, something just didn't seem right with the dough, you know? And it wasn't that it wasn't behaving in a way that I wasn't expecting, because it was doing exactly what I expected it to do, you know? I could toss it up in the air, I could, you know, I toss my dough, and I, you know, I spin it, like you see on TV or on the internet, like, I do that shit. This is legit. Okay. Inside of me, there's an Italian screaming to get out. But there was just something weird with the dough, you know, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So I get it on the pizza board, I get the toppings on, I get it in the oven, and I got a pizza stone and everything. And I'm watching it cook, and it's, you know, it's rising, you know, the way that it should. It smells amazing. It looks amazing. I'm like, Okay, like maybe I'm just paranoid here. Maybe I'm just paranoid that this pizza is going to be a failure. Even though, like, to my senses, it was going to be a home run. Looked good. Smelled good. I mean, you can't hear a pizza, but if you could hear it, it I feel like it would have been like, hey, man, I'm great. You know? So then I just had to, to taste it. So I get the pizza out. It looks great. And I cut it up. And when I took a bite and I wanted to, I, I was more, I wasn't necessarily concerned about the toppings. You know, the toppings are, are the toppings. If you buy quality ingredients, like they're going to work. I was, I, my concern has been the texture of the crust. You know, how it, is it airy? Is it light? Is it dense? You know, those are the kind of things I was, I was concerned with, did I over-season it? Did I under-season it? Yes, you should season your dough a little bit. You know, did I do too much? Not enough. And right away, I broke the crust apart and something just, it just didn't look right. You know, it looked dense. It looked thick. But not thick in a good way. You know what I mean? Thick. Thick in that... It was just going to be heavy. Like you could just tell. It was going to be 
a heavy pizza crust. And I took a bite and the taste was fine. Like it tasted fine, but man, I just couldn't get past the texture. And I was like, nope, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. This is not a fucking home run. This is a this is a double that I had to hustle for. I had to hustle for this double. And I almost got thrown out still. Not good enough. Not acceptable. Not serving it. I don't want there to be any doubt that these pizzas are a fucking grand slam. No doubt. That's my that is my standard with this Christmas dinner, with this pizza extravaganza. Okay? I cannot settle for anything less. And I was kind of miffed, you know? Like I had great ingredients. And I'm just thinking, man, like something, something isn't right with this dough. So I did what any logical, lazy person would do. I asked Bard. I was like, yo, Bard. This is the issue that I'm having with my pizza dough, with the crust. What are your suggestions for a lighter, airier, you know, just a better pizza crust? And Bard, within five seconds, had a suggestion. You ready for this? And I feel like in the back of my head, I fucking knew this. But I think we all just get so kind of complacent and we just settle for like whatever's in our cupboards. I was using the wrong flour. I was using the wrong flour. I was using all purpose flour. No. And that's like what 99% of recipes that you Google are going to call for all purpose flour. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. You're going to get a thick crust. A thick, heavy, dense crust. Don't do it. Bart suggested I go with bread flour. And I was like, oh! Now Homer Simpson, oh! That is literally what I did. And I smacked my forehead and I was like, man, you gotta be shitting me. Fucking bread flour. I knew it. So that night, and this was now last night. Late last night, I'm making another batch of dough at like 9.30 at night with bread flour. And I, I changed the seasoning just a little bit. Not too much. Just a little bit. Just tweaked it. And I let that shit rise. Punched her down. Let it rise again. Punched it back down. Cut that, cut that batch in half, got it into sealed up bags, put it in the fridge, and then this morning I was up early. I got that oven preheated, 550. Just so you know, when you're making these pizzas from scratch, as hot as your oven can go. If, you, if your oven reaches 600, don't go any higher than that. My oven only goes to 550. And immediately, as I'm... As I'm kind of working this dough and I'm tossing it in the air, I could immediately tell, oh yeah, this, this 
feels like it's supposed to feel. This feels like the pizza dough that, you know, when I was younger and I, you know, there was a, a time uh, I worked a couple summers at a place called Pizza Affetta in Cannon Beach, Oregon. And they have my favorite pizza ever. So I kind of had a little bit, a little bit of the behind the scenes. I wasn't a part of the dough making process. I wasn't privy to that information. But now I have a better idea of what they were doing. I know they weren't using all-purpose flour. I know that. I know a lot of these places that have respectable pizza dough, a nice, light, airy crust. They're not using all-purpose flour. They're using the bread flour. Okay? And I could immediately tell, and I did. Like I made a lot of pizzas when I was there. It felt the same. I could feel it. I could feel the way that dough stretched across my knuckles. I could just feel. It just felt like home to me. I was like, oh, yeah, babe, there we go. There we go. That's the shit right there. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'd get it tossed up in the air a few times. It stretches just the way that it should stretch. I get my sauce down. I get the cheese down. I get the pepperoni down. I season it with the basil and the oregano. In the oven it goes. And it literally only takes, like, when you get your oven that hot, okay? And, like, this pizza is not real big. It's maybe 14 inches, 16 tops. That thing takes, like, five minutes to cook. Five minutes. Like, that's all it takes. It does not take long. Five minutes. Because it's cooking from both sides. That pizza stone gets hot. Plus, it'll also help pull moisture out of the dough. That pizza came out, and I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. And even as I'm cutting through it, I could just tell, fuck yeah. That, I didn't even need to taste it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was still going to taste it. But I could just tell. I could tell by the way the pizza cutter, the way that the edge, like the edge ring of the crust, the way it crackled as that pizza cutter broke through it, I was like, that's it. Fuck yeah. And I kind of pulled it apart a little bit to look inside and inspect nice and airy, almost flaky inside. And that first bite, Mamma mia. Yes. Fucking home run. I can still tweak the seasoning a little bit, but 100% worthy of being served for Christmas dinner. So now, my confidence is fucking soaring right now. I am an unstoppable force and an immovable object all wrapped into one. I can't fucking wait for Christmas dinner. I'm going to nail this. That's how confident I am. And I think I'm still going to make my little apple cake. Because this is this whole redeem tour. This is like, remember when Team USA, the basketball, when they lost like the whatever that world, like the world championship was. 
this has been, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And then they had the redeem team, you know, with like Chris Bosch and LeBron and Kobe and the redeem team just fucking smashed everybody. They smashed everybody. That's what I, I am the redeem team right now. I am my own redeem team. And I'm coming for Christmas dinner. I'm going to make it my bitch. Maybe I don't need to be like super aggressive. You know, I don't mean to come off as really aggressive. It's going to be a nice, lovely evening. But just know I'm bringing my A game. Fucking fired up. All right, that's pizza update. Because I know you guys are all concerned about that. Oh, and also, my sample of the pizza, and mind you, it's early this morning, consisted of eating the entire fucking thing. I, God, so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't normally, like, eat breakfast. Like, I'm not usually eating solid food until, like, 11 noon some days. It is like 7 in the fucking morning. I ate an entire pizza. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it was worth it, though. It's okay. I'll burn it off. I got two great workouts coming out between the gym and between boxing. I will be fine. <laughs> I still got my push-ups and my squats in, though. I didn't let that stop me. Little pizza's not slowing me down. If anything... And I did this, I did my, my push-ups and my squats and my push-ups after I ate the pizza. So if anything, uh, it was a little resistance training because I had an entire pizza in my stomach. So I weighed a little bit more. So now my legs and my chest are going to be a little stronger. So there. So there. Uh, more good news to report. because. Weather depression is a real thing, and I knew I needed to get the fuck out of here at some point this winter to someplace sunny. The girlfriend and I are going to Jamaica, man. Oh, God. I cannot wait. Oh, my studio audience approves. Right now, uh, my studio audience consists of one person, and by person, I mean my dog, Molly. She is my studio audience. Uh, if you listen to my episode from Saturday night, you will probably hear her digging insanely at her bed in the background because that's what she does. It's like she tried, does anybody else's dog like fucking try to burrow through their bed to make the best possible spot to lie down? Well, Molly loves to do that. So much so that I had to order her, uh, Carhartt actually makes these beds like out of the same material that they make their clothes out of. So this bed is like virtually indestructible. So she can't dig holes in it, but she tries. And when she does, it's insanely loud. So I'm, you know, I'm doing like one of my, you know, the nighttime. I got the jazz going in the background. I'm just like, hey, 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 hey. You know, like fucking slow jazz, fucking DJ night, you know, happening over here. 
And then all of a sudden in the background, you just hear <laughs> fucking Molly's back there digging a hole to China for fuck's sake. Oh my God. And it went on forever. And I like, what, what can I say? I can't yell at her. She's deaf. So, I mean, she's all, she's over 15. She turned 15 back, uh, September 24th. So she, she's like 90% deaf. So when I say things to her, she just, <laughs> she's not ignoring me. She has no idea I'm talking. So there's no point in yelling at her because she can't hear me. So I'm trying to kind of talk through it, but it just sounds like a fucking heavy equipment being operated in the background for about 10 seconds until she finally gets her bed situated. Uh, so she's my studio audience today, and she's actually passed out. Mainly because she can't hear what I'm saying right now. So she just likes to be in the same room I am. And she's sleeping. But she's still my audience. She's still my audience. I should post a picture of, uh, of Molly. That's what, maybe I'll do that. Hey, uh, at Jake Brown Pod. You find me on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, uh, share a picture of your dogs. What kind of dog you got? Molly is a border collie mixed with a pit bull. But she's definitely more like a border collie in everything that she does. Everything that she does. She's neurotic. She has endless amounts of energy. Even at 15, she can still outrun me. She has a motor. I'm convinced this dog... Like, I think earlier this year, the longest or the oldest living dog, like, made it to 31. I feel like Molly is going to get that. I mean, she's over 15. She has not slowed down. She has not slowed down. She is game to do anything and go anywhere. She's healthy. She eats. I mean... I mean, I, I feel like at her age now, it's like I just kind of spoil her with food. So whatever, kind of whatever she wants, you know, within reason, you know, I'm not giving her a bunch of too much bullshit. But like, you know, I give her some people food here or there because it makes her happy because she's fucking 15. She's earned it. She has earned it. But I found this food. It's called like... uh Oh, geez, uh, like 100% turkey, another one is 100% chicken, 100% beef, 100% salmon. It's 100% uh, and then whatever it is. It looks like canned people food. Like the shit you open it, the chicken one just looks like canned chicken. It comes in like a regular size can, you know, like a, just a normal size canned dog food thing except it has whatever the water is or like they call it the gravy but really it's just like water and then it just has turkey in it <laughs> just a can of turkey and she is obsessed with it like she's fucking obsessed with it she can smell that shit a mile away i open that can and i turn around she'll be dead ass asleep and i will open that can of that turkey, and then I'll turn around and she's standing right there, just looking at me. It's like, hey, what what, what are we doing? Is it breakfast time? Is it time for breakfast? Give me some of that breakfast. Is that some, is that some turkey? I like that turkey. She 
fucking loves it. That again, that brand of dog food is not a sponsor of my show in any way, but of all the fucking shitty dog foods that are out there, uh, this stuff seems to be like pretty legit. Pretty legit. Coastal was selling it for 3 bucks a can, which really isn't bad, you know, considering some of that stuff is like 4 or 5 dollars a can, you know. Highway robbery. Um, so anyway, back to Jamaica, uh, February can't get here quick enough. Oh man. So neither one of us have been to a Jamaica man before. I cannot fucking wait. I can't wait just to sit in the sun. We're, we're doing an all inclusive. I don't give a shit what your opinions are of all inclusives. I'm not going to some fucking tropical beach to go hike around and do a bunch of fucking activities. I'm leaving Washington in mid-February to go lay in the fucking sun and swim in warm water and do some drugs. But mainly to lay in the sun, swim in some water, eat some food, and do some drugs. I mean, I'm probably going to smoke some weed. It's like, not smoking weed in Jamaica is like not eating pizza in Italy or having wine in, or having, having champagne in France. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to go to France and order a seltzer water. Fuck that. I'm having champagne with every meal. If, when I go to Italy, I'm having pasta or I'm having pizza. I'm not getting a fucking burger in Italy. It's not happening. Not in any life of mine is that going to happen. So, like... I'm going to go to Jamaica. I'm going to smoke some weed. I'm definitely smoking weed in Jamaica. Maybe some mushrooms too. We'll see though. We'll see how, uh, we'll see how the seven days plays out. I'm just excited to be getting out of here. It's nice to have something that is far away, but like not too far away, you know, to, uh, to look forward to. And this little, this little vacation uh, is going to be, it's all, I mean, it's already very needed at this point. It, we're already there. It's already needed. We're already, me and, and my girlfriend, we already need this vacation. Okay. It's fucking December right now. Like, we're not even in the worst of winter yet. We've already almost floated away. I saw fucking snow mixed in the rain a few days ago. I was like, are you kidding me? Come on, man. Come on. We're at sea level. Shouldn't be snow at sea level. It's supposed to be warmer here. Well, warm enough to not have snow. If I want snow, I'll go to the mountains. I don't want the snow coming to me. So... Has anyone out there uh, ever been to Jamaica? If so, at Jake Brown Pod, tell me about your trip. Shoot me a DM. Please keep it appropriate. Don't send weird messages or weird pictures, okay? But I would love to hear about your trip. And, hey, I do want to see pictures of your dog, okay? If you got a cute dog, if you got an ugly dog, you got a big dog, a fat dog, a skinny dog, a short dog, a tall dog, a long dog, <laughs> whatever kind of dog you got. 
you got a dog with three legs, you got a dog with five legs. I, I don't care. I love dogs. I love all kinds of dogs. So send a picture of your dog and I will share them. I will share them on my social media. If you send pictures of your dogs because of this episode, I will share them on my social media. I will give your dogs a shout out. I don't think anyone's going to send pictures, but it'd be cool if you did. It'd definitely be cool if you did. All right. In the spirit of me conquering, I feel, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say conquer because, hey, there's always room for improvement, but I'm extremely happy with my pizza crust, with my pizza dough. Okay. That I asked Bard, hey, Bard, what are the best pizzerias in the United States? Okay. The best ones. So I'm going to go straight down the list. Straight down the list. And I mean, I got to be honest, the overwhelming majority of these are not on the West Coast. <laughs> okay. I think we all know what one state, the overwhelming majority of these pizzerias are in. I I'm going to start at number 10. I'm not going to go down. I'm going to go up the list. At number 10, Motorino. Motorino in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, the picture looks kind of swanky. I don't know. I mean, I like my pizza places to be almost a little grungy. Not too grungy. This place looks like more upscale. I'm sure it's amazing. It says they got a wood fire oven. Fresh, high quality ingredients. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a given, you know. That's kind of a given. If you're not like using a pizza stone at a minimum or wood fire, you know, fresh ingredients, then you're not making you're not making anyone's top ten. Anyone's top ten. Nobody's ranking you. Like, no offense to Domino's as much as I love Domino's, but like, no one's putting Domino's in their top ten. And like a legitimate best pizzeria in the country. Maybe for like fast food lists, I would definitely put them in there if I made a fast food top 10. But not just a, a pizzeria top 10. So Motorino in Brooklyn, New York comes in at number 10. Number nine, Lou Malnati's Pizzeria in Chicago, Illinois. Now I think, yep, deep dish, I'm out. I'm out. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't put any deep dish pizza in any top 10 list. But that's just me. Obviously, this is all very subjective. Okay? Signature deep dish crust. Oh, it's made with buttery pastry dough. Now, if I'm having if I'm having pastry dough, there better be fucking chocolate or some sort of custard inside of it. Uh, not cheese and meat and sauce. <clears throat> I'm good on that. I respect Lou Malnati. I respect you, Lou, but not for me. 
Number eight, Defara Pizza in, you guessed it, Brooklyn, New York. Known for its long lines and even longer history. Been serving up delicious pizzas since 1965. Hmm. All right. I would love to do like a pizza road trip, you know? Because there's little hole-in-the-wall spots all over this country that are amazing, you know? Like, it doesn't matter where you're at. If someone is talented at making pizza and uses good ingredients, like, what the fuck does geography matter? It makes no difference at all. The best pizza I've ever had is in Cannon Beach, Oregon. But James Ferentino, the owner, the owner, is insanely talented at what he does. He's insanely talented at making his dough, and really, it's his sauce. The, the sauce that he makes, it's unbelievable. So, like, what? The fact that he's in Oregon means that his pizza can't be good? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Number seven. Joe's Pizzeria. New York City, New York. If anyone's ever heard of any of these places, uh, I'd love to get your feedback. Was the pizza as good as what Bart is saying? Hmm. Number six, Pizzeria Bianco in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, I've heard of this place. I've seen this one on a couple of different Food Network shows over the years, and apparently it's legit. Like, this place is supposed to be unbelievable. And, I mean, you know, Arizona, things are a little more, I feel like, you know, upscale. You know, like the you know you go to you you go out to places. There's no, I feel like there's not a lot of like dive places in like Tempe, Phoenix. I mean, there are, but like to have the level of success that this place has had, they're making good quality stuff. Like their pizza is fucking legit. I I haven't heard anything bad about this place. Okay, number five. I, you gotta help. I, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce this. Raza Pizza Artigianale at a new, at a Jersey City, New Jersey. All right. Quality ingredients, traditional methods, a, veras- a variety of classic pizzas, and some more unique options. Ooh, they make a pizza with black truffle? Oh, I'd eat that. I would eat that. Number four. Pizza, pizza, rium, pizza, rium out of Chicago. Nope, I'm out. No, thanks. Off my list. All respect. I respect what you're doing, but thank you, but no, thank you. Deep dish. Thick crust, loaded with cheese. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm sure they're fine people at Pizzeria. It's probably a fine establishment. They're lovely people. You know, I, I'm sure they're great in the community, but fuck off with that thick ass pizza. 
I'm good. I don't mean to be rude. It's just how I am. Number three, Ribalta, New York City. Known for its innovative and creative pizza. Like, how creative can you get with pizza? Sometimes, this is one thing that kind of bugs me, just about, like, food in general, cooking in general. Like, I get, okay, push the envelope. But, like, less is more, you know? Sometimes less is just more. Just make good food. Good ingredients. Season it well. Make good food. You don't have to go all unusual with crazy fucking shit. Like, it's too much. Sometimes it just takes away from the pizza. It just takes away from it. Number two, Tony's Pizza Napolen. I can't say that. Napolenata. God, I gotta work on my pronunciations. Out of San Francisco. Nice to see another West Coast establishment. They make Neapolitan pizzas, long fermented dough, and their commitment to using only the best ingredients. Hmm. I mean, if it wasn't in San Francisco, I'd probably go try it. And number one, Una Pizza Neapolitana. Neapolitana. New York City, known for their authentic Neapolitan pizza made with fresh, high-quality ingredients cooked in a wood-fire oven. Check. We're just checking. Check, check, check. Ah, oh, that the in the pictures they have that pizza just looks unbelievably delicious. Ten out of ten would eat. I would eat all those except those deep dish pizzas. No offense, Chicago. It's just it's just not for me, you know. It's just not for me. All right, that's my show. <clears throat> I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. I will be back at some point this week with another episode. I am going to be a little busy, so it might just be another one of those slow jazz evening shows. All right, until then, enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to you later. Oh, any of you sons of bitches.